welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast. My name is Melissa Robbins. I am here today to bring you 10 tips, 10 hacks, 10 lessons, whatever you want to call them, um, for running a product business. Now, mostly that is the type of business that I work with, um, product-based businesses, whether retail stores, whether brands, um, startups, you know, you've got an idea for a new product, idea for a new concept, um, and you want to bring your product to market. They're the type of businesses that I work with online, in-store, physical, retail. So what I wanted to do is bring you these tips today because they're just a few things that I have sort of been speaking to a few different clients about, have, you know, in my mastermind, these are some of the things that we talk about as well. And I just wanted to bring them out here as a collective 10 things, yeah, to help everyone and to help anyone um, wherever you are in your journey as a product business. All right, so number one, you need to become a time guru, a time genius a gun with managing your time. Now, everyone who runs their own business, uh, you've always got many hats to wear. You've always got a zillion things to do. So knowing how, where, and what to do with your time and how to um, use it effectively is crucial. Most of the time, you know, people are juggling either a, a full-time job and this is their side hustle or they're, you know, they've got a family that they've got to um, carry their mental load for. They've got, you know, lots of different people that pull them in all different directions. So developing a system to manage your time is going to be crucial for how you succeed and, and how much you get done. So that is one element that everyone needs to understand, work on, develop systems to help you in your the, the way that works best for you. Also in relation to that is, you know, what the language that you use and what you say to yourself, how you speak to yourself. So developing that right mindset of if you keep saying to yourself, oh, you know, I'm so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed, I've got so much to do, I'm so busy, that's just setting yourself up for failure by actually just tricking your brain into thinking that that's how you are all the time. So really taking that step to speak to yourself in a way that is in a positive framework so that you you understand that you you know everyone has to- the same amount of time what you get done and what you get finished is going to be different because you've got different demands on your time but the way that you speak to yourself the way that you um, set yourself up is going to be crucial i am not an expert in time management by any means so um i would suggest working with someone working on a program one of my clients actually does a great job of this back from um house paddock she does a lot of stuff in time management as well but working with someone to establish you know, ways to set yourself up to use time wisely. Number two, expect failures, fuck-ups, disappointments. They're all normal. You know, you cannot run a business and just expect for nothing to go wrong. It is, does not work that way. There are so many things that can possibly go wrong and will go wrong. Anyone who's managed production will know that 
you know, there's, there's, it never goes smoothly. There's always something that there's an issue or some um, event that takes place. You might have a sale that flops or you might create a new product and it's just a bomb. Like no one wants it. Uh, you, you mess up on your sizing. I could list numerous things in this category of what went wrong when I had my product business, what goes wrong now that I have a service business. It is just, you know, there's always something. What, matters though is what you do afterwards that really counts so what can you do what can you take from that um, error mistake um, you know stuff up what will you do next time that you know helps you learn that lesson I had a huge stuff up with when we produced baby garments in my clothing business that I had and we had done this um, created this product a number of times before so we had this used this company before used this manufacturer before and we did a new design though and I didn't give them the body length um, measurement when I was doing my specs. So I didn't tell them, you know, the exact measurement that needed to be from shoulder to the bottom of the crutch of this jumpsuit, baby jumpsuit. Anyway, got the whole production in and it was completely wrong. So um, the body length was wrong on every one of the garments. And so it couldn't, we couldn't even use them, like size them down or change the sizing because the arm length and the uh, opening of the, you know, neck and everything was completely different as well. So we had a whole mess up of production. Um, That's another whole story on what I did when I dealt with that, but I won't go into that now. But I will just say that after that, I made sure everything that I um, created had, you know, over-spec'd it. So basically I gave lots more measurements and more probably what were required. I gave those crucial elements that, you know, would make a huge difference to the impact of the garment. So, you know, when I remember did jackets, I did make sure the sleeve length was particular. Um, you know, neck openings for kids is a crucial thing. You've got to, if they can't get their head in the garment, that obviously is a big drama. Um, you know, had extra buttons on things so then they could undo it instead of just going over the head. Anyway, making sure I overspecced on all my, all my measurements, making sure I gave a detailed everything, I had over-communicated uh, and really made sure that that didn't happen again, essentially. That was the ideal situation. All right. Number three, really, really, really know your customer. What do they want to buy? What do they love? What is their buying behavior? What's their habits? What's going to make them tick? What's going to make them add to cart? What are the things that make them want to buy product? What is the decision-making factor for them? Become who your customer is even, you know, like go onto your website, go through the journey, how they buy and is it smooth? If send yourself an email of what you're going to send them if you're wholesaling so that you can see how the email is formatted. You know, maybe the photos come up really big and it just looks weird. Maybe you don't actually give them the right link, what works. So know your customer and become your customer. Go through that journey and get the buying experience from their eyes and see what it feels like. What are some things that you think, oh, actually, I didn't realize that looked like that or, oh, you can't actually go through the cart and it's really annoying. I don't know actually know what shipping is. So understand your customer, know your customer better than your competitor. That's really crucial. Number four is data, 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 data. <laughs> know your data. Know what your best seller is. Know who your best customers are. Know what your average order value is. Know what your conversion rate is. Understand all the data in your business. 
understand you know what categories work best in your in your retail store understand if you have one product what colorway is the best really dive into knowing your data use the systems that you have and get as much information as you can from the system that you have if you don't have a good system get a better one so you get better reporting but make sure you enter the data in the right place in the right time to start off with so then you can um, capture that data and and report you know export that data and, and use it in to your advantage you're able to make much better decisions about your business moving forward about the next season or the next range release or the next time that you do a, you do you do a promotion because you know that that data showed you that that promotion worked for that event that you did so you can make better decisions by knowing your data crucial element number five bundle things together group things together make life as easy as you can for buyers uh, do you have sets on your website? Like if you sell art, do you sell it in a set of three so people can see how it works together? If you have one product, do you bundle up into a three, a five and a 10 pack? Do you mix up the colors so people can get a multi-pack? Do you have a subscription service if you've got a candle company? Like what things can you do to make life easier for your customers and sell more volume and more units? How can you bundle things together? I talk about this in wholesale in terms of making sure that you have starter packs or, or bestseller packs for your customers. Customers don't necessarily want to buy individually. It just gives them too much to do and too much to think about. They want to make a quick decision. They're not all going to do that. They're not all going to use that. But if you can offer it to them, it makes it easier for them. Have a bestseller link on your um, on your navigation of your website so people can actually go through and find out what your bestseller is or buy a bestseller bunch or the best, you know, bundle it together and go, this is our bestseller gift box because everyone loves these products in our range. You can buy this as one set, one purchase, one click on the website. How can you make it easier and remove those barriers for your buyers, whether retail, wholesale, um, and so on in a retail store example would also be just to make sure you price everything god i hate it when people don't price everything in their website on their in their um, store it drives me um, crazy so making sure you're doing that make removing those barriers for buyers bundle group pack things up to make it simple and easy for buyers to buy more and buy more often number six Hope I'm not going too fast here when I go through all of these things. So you know I like to get it in and out as quick as possible, make it as practical and realistic as I can for you to get things out and done. So number six is have a good setup from the very start. Have an email system from the very beginning. Use it to capture your information and to send out emails to your customers. Have a good CRM if you're going to wholesale, whether it's keeping that information on Excel or whether it's having a good accounting system to start off with. What can you use if you've got multiple different things in revenue, it's our inventory and you have lots of different products that you carry? Have a good point of sale or, a, or an inventory system. Have good systems set up at the start to help you scale and grow your business. Now, you're not going to do every single thing if you're a small startup and you're just sort of getting going. You might gradually increase the, you know, you might start at a free trial for certain things and then get up to the next level up and start paying for things. Those sort of expenses that save you time in your business also will save you money. So thinking about the way 
that your business is going to run not as a startup, but how's it going to run when you're doing 500000 or a million dollars? What does your business look like then? So what systems would you need in place? Have a little start to think about that at the very beginning so that you can set yourself up in the right way. And viewing those expenses as expenses in your business that will actually save you time and money in the long run as well. And that's another thing, like you can't go into your business thinking you're not going to have to have expenses or not going to spend money. Obviously, you're going to bootstrap at the very beginning and spend as little as possible. Um, And I've got a podcast on that, actually. I think it is episode 25 is all about the um, best ways to spend your money when you start up. So have a listen to that as well. All right. So number seven, borrow or pay for other people's audiences whether that's through a collaboration, whether it's through, you know, going to a trade show, getting an audience in front of yourself there, whether you use influencers, whether you pay for Facebook ads or or ads, whether you go on a podcast, whether you get PR or you go and have an article in a magazine or something like that, how can you borrow other people's audiences wholesale? Being selling wholesale means you're getting your yourself in front of more people, more eyes. You're using the audience or your customer database of the retail store that you're going into. How can you borrow or pay for other people's audiences? It's very, very hard to acquire new customers and get eyes in front of your product. It's very competitive out there, obviously. There's so many different products out there, so many different businesses out there. How can you get yourself in front of more people? And one way is to borrow or buy other people's audiences. So it costs a lot to acquire a customer. If you can do it in a way that you get a bigger audience at once, then that is you know, a, a winning formula to get yourself out there to more people. Number eight is to rinse and repeat. So have a system for doing things. Have a marketing plan and then, you know, try and replicate that every season or every year. See what worked and edit and evolve based on what, you know, what did or didn't work. Do you have a way to do your content creation? Make sure you have a system so that you know exactly the way that you're going to do it so it's very organized and structured and planned so you're not just sort of haphazard about things. Um, do you have a, when you're setting your pricing for your products, have user spreadsheets so that you make sure that you set yourself up with the right margins and stuff in the right, um, t- at the right time, which actually leads me to number nine, which is set your pricing and your margins correctly from the very start. You, you cannot afford to run a business, pay for expenses, pay for advertising, um, pay for your systems, pay yourself an income or generate a profit if you do not have the right margins and set your prices correctly at the start. So you really need to make sure that is a foundational piece of running a product business. You have the right margins. The amount of times I've heard people say to me, I just want to have something that's affordable and bring something to the market that everyone can afford. The thing is, you've you've got to look at what your target market's prepared to pay, but also you can't set yourself up to get a product out to people for the goodness of your own heart. Like you have to have, if you're going to run a business, you have to have some margin in there and you have to be able to make a profit. So unless you've got future projections that you can get your cost prices down to a certain amount and so that you know once you hit, you know, let's say 200 units, you can drop that down, your margin improves making sure that you've accounted for all the costs that go into running your business. And in terms of when you set your pricing, you only want to look at your cost of goods to get the right margin. And I have a whole 
PDF on pricing guides. I'm not going to go into that now. And obviously, I also have this in my roadmap where I talk about pricing foundations, costings, what you need to look for, what you need to have a plan for it, what your break-even point is, um, what you sort of target pricing is if you're working with the manufacturer. You need to have margin. If, you know, there's no margin, there's no profit. Simple formula. Number 10 is build a community like-minded business owners that you can bounce ideas off. Who can you talk shop with? Who can you ask questions? Who can you ask for guidance? Um, Who can you share wins with? Have a business coach, get a mentor, work, go in a mastermind. Surround yourself with people who've either been there or done that before or found out quick wins or ways to go about things. Don't try and do it all alone. You don't need to. You're not reinventing the wheel. Listen to podcasts, hear about, you know, what other people have done. So know that you're not alone. Surround yourself with people who have done the same thing before you, not necessarily the same product or not necessarily the exact same process, but, you know, who've been in the area that you're working in. Have people that you can talk to, ask questions, get guidance on, Don't try, be a martyr and try and do everything by yourself and never ask for help. Ask for help, outsource things, try and get guidance along the way. If you want to have a business that is a business and not just a hobby, then you need to be able to manage your business like it, you know, run it like a CEO, run it like someone who is doing more than $500 a month in sales. So how can you set yourself up to be surrounded by the right people, the right company? Where can you mix or network so that you get surrounded by more of those people and it helps you grow and develop and see what is possible as well? Because that's a big factor. You want to see what's possible. You want to dream big. You want to set big goals. You want to make sure that you know that this is a reality. This can happen or what other people are doing and that might inspire you to go, hey, you know, this is where I want to be or these are the goals I want to set for myself for what my business I want, what I want my business to look like. All right. So let's just go over those 10 tips. Let's re rehash and re, not rehash, sorry, just, you know, sum up what they are. So number one, become a master of your own time. Really know how to manage your time. Number two, expect failure, expect fuck-ups, expect disappointments. That is normal. That is totally um, expected. Number three is know your customer, become your customer, experience what your customer experiences. So really get dive into what they're going through when they're coming to your world of the journey of you know being your customer. Number four is data, data, data. Know your data. Really understand it. Absorb it. Don't give me the whole, I don't know good with numbers. I don't want to even look at it. You know, this is a crucial part of the business. If you don't want to do it yourself, get someone to report it back to you, but you need to talk about it. You need to know it. Helps you make better decisions for the future. Number five is bundle it, group it, um, you know, stack it together. How can you make it easier for your buyers to buy multiples, buy more and buy quantity and remove those barriers for them? Number six, create a good setup from the very start. Use a good email system, use a good CRM, use a good point of sale. Really can make a big difference to saving you time and money in the future. Number seven is borrow or pay for other people's audiences. Crucial to grow and to get in front of more people, more customers um, and longer, long-term success as well. 
Number eight is rinse and repeat. Have good systems for doing things. Make it easier um, to repeat action things because you've got a system for how you run your business. You've got a system for when you know when you design your ranges. You've got a system for onboarding your wholesale clients. You've got a system for um, content creation. You've got automations and things in place as well. I should have added that in there. Sorry. So rinse and repeat. Have systems and automations. <laughs> um, number nine is make sure you have the right pricing and margin at the beginning get set those things correctly at the start no margin no profit number 10 is build a community have surround yourself with like-minded people with um, guidance business coaches mentors whatever it might be to help you and surround yourself with people to know what's possible as well and a little bonus is to never stop evolving never stop changing and editing and seeing what's working taking stock really keep evolving and growing as a business and remember that there's always more customers out there it's you know you've got to go in with the right mindset that there's enough people for everyone there's enough customers out in the world there's an abundance for everyone don't get hung up on you know a scarcity mindset where there's not enough customers if they've got a customer then I'm they're not going to buy things from me I have many you know competitors in the marketplace and people will buy from me and from you know five other people almost a similar product they're just taking different things from different people that is okay that is you know that's allowed people are not just going to be one customer they're not just going to buy from one retail store ever or one fashion brand or one business coach it is normal that there is an abundance of customers out there there's an abundance of people to share don't get stuck on the scarcity mindset as well I hope that this is helpful and I hope that you have enjoyed this. I'd love to hear any feedback you have about which one's your favorite. Make sure that you let me know, send me a DM on Instagram or hit me up with a review so I get share this with more people as well. I really appreciate your time and yeah, I look forward to sharing with more with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Mm-hmm.